Into the Archives with Peter Fleming, a quest for the lost children's television classics of Peter Fleming. Presented by me, Peter Fleming. This week, Episode 5, Toys, Games and Commercials. Hello there, my friends. Peter Fleming here children's television pioneer and proud purveyor of good services and serviceable goods. Now, I had promised that today I'd be revealing the cutting nickname we gave Oliver Postgate in the 1960s and how he earned it. Unfortunately, a couple of days ago, I remembered it was actually a nickname everybody gave to me. It was uh, rather hurtful, actually. Instead, to cheer myself up, today... I shall be focusing on all things commercial. Toys and merchandise we've brought out over the years to tie in with my programmes, as well as a much-loved campaign of advertisements. I think you know which. So, without further ado, this is... Peter Remembers. Well... It's important to remember, in the world before repeats and home video, merchandise was as big a part of a child's experience as the programme itself. It could also, if you were shrewd enough to operate around the BBC, give you a chance to make some money. Or equally, to lose money, respect, and in one case, a friend. But there is also one instance where merchandise might provide a way to one day recover a lost programme. This is 1973's The Televisionaries, which took viewers behind the scenes of a BBC programme and showed the workings of television. And when we marketed a toy television camera that Christmas, we included with each one a genuine cutting from the seventh episode, which had been recorded on film. It was only after we'd done that that I realised no copy had been made and we'd just chopped up the master recording. So, the episode might still be out there, just in little bits. If you still have yours, get in touch, and I pray you didn't feed it into the camera like the box told you to. But some programmes were made with toys in mind, uh, particularly 1968's Uncle Kenneth's Doll's House, in which nine-year-old Jessica is magically shrunk down and trapped by her mysterious uncle and makes friends with all the toys, gradually even giving up her attempts to escape and turning into a doll herself. That year, we brought out shop-friendly versions of all the characters, Sergeant Ruff the Clockwork Soldier, Mrs Collins the One-Eyed Cook, and two versions of Jessica herself before and after her transformation. Unfortunately, they didn't sell well at all. Uh, it transpired pretty much every child in the country found the programme deeply disturbing. Uh, so the toys just sat there, still out there, somewhere in a warehouse now, sitting in the darkness waiting. But most notable of all my commercial enterprises is not a programme per se, but my first sidestep into the world of advertising, when, in 1965, I produced a series of highly successful advertisements for none other than Matey Bubble Bath. Every week, children would be treated to a new instalment in the lives of Captain Bernard and Little Julian, his best friend and cabin boy. Very little of the campaign has survived, but here, with the help of the original script, the original music and an unpaid actor, is a reconstruction of the very first film. All aboard, shipmates, for our maiden voyage with 
The Salty Sailors. Matey Bubble Bath presents The Salty Sailors in Shore Leave. Well, Julian, my boy, another spell on the high seas has come to an end. Yes, Captain. Now we thirsty Navy boys can enjoy a rest. I only wish I weren't forbidden from visiting Mummy by those pesky regulations. Yes, no mothers in the Navy, Julian. They're too big and spoil the rigging. Ahoy, landlord. Ahoy. Ahoy. And we'll have two pints of your foamiest brine, please. Bernard, don't you know drinking seawater isn't hip? Nonsense, boy. Brine contains everything a boy needs. Salt? Now, let's down this stinking froth and read a map. (sighs) Captain, for a navy boy to stay ship-shaped, he should have a hot bath every night in fabulous bubbly matey. Matey? Even the saltiest sailor loves a tub, Captain. It gets you clean, it's soft on the skin, and it tastes... Just great. Well, suck me like a limpet. I'm hooked. Back to my quarters, Julian. I'll give you a steamy soak and a foamy mouthful. No need, Captain. This is a Navy pub. They've got it on tap. On tap? Spray me, landlord. I'm in the Navy. Ahoy. 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 Salty Sailors, brought to you by Matey Bubble Bath. Bathe away, boys. (laughs) Well, I could never quite put my finger up it, but something about those Navy boys and their delicious froth captured the public imagination, and soon they were every bit as popular as the television programmes they were sandwiched between. So over the next year, we made close to 300 films of Captain and Cabin Boy frolicking about, sometimes at sea, often in the bath. It was a very happy time in my career, you know, right up until the moment that Matey, of all people, brought the whole thing crashing down themselves when they tried to take legal action against me, aside from the fact that they'd never asked me to make any adverts for them. Absolutely furious, Jenna. He's only trying to help. But I can go into a little more detail about that confrontation with this week's bubbly dip into the audio archive. Audio archive. Well... Matey didn't lodge any complaint about the films for some time, probably thanks to the rise in sales and, incidentally, naval recruitments that came in their wake. They finally got in touch to take issue on two fronts. Firstly, and you're not going to believe this, but they felt the number of times we were showing Bernard and Julian drinking the Matey was encouraging children at home to drink the Matey. It's utterly absurd, isn't it? Now, if they had let us know, we would have sorted that out, but they only contacted us a year in when we began to experiment stylistically. We thought it was very exciting. They thought it was tarnishing their reputation and was the final straw. But luckily, an off-air audio clip has survived from one of those later films, so you can judge for yourselves whether we went too far. Drink it up, 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 
Uh, but they were having none of it. And so the last Salty Sailors film was broadcast in April 1966 during a particularly gripping episode of the game show Which Container Have We Sealed Your Family Within, Little Girl? If you're watching on London Weekend Television, anyway. It was a shame to see it go, but in a way it was a blessing in disguise. You see, the Salty Sailors had taken on a life of their own in my head, and I was keen to exploit not just the creative, but the commercial possibilities. Salty Sailors' books, costumes, perhaps even a tie-in bubble bath, which might have seemed redundant, but once Matey had brought the whole thing to a stop, I was able to press on, rejigging the characters to create a lucrative brand of my own. And fortunately, another off-air clip survives from one of those films, so I can share with you now an advertisement for my own bubble bath. Gentleman's Foam. Oh, this bath is lifeless. Where's the style? Most unworthy of a gentleman of my standing. Gentleman's Foam, Lord Bernard. Thank you, little Perkins. Gentleman's Foam. It's cheaper than mating. It's cheaper and more toxic, so it didn't work out in the end. But while we're on the subject of adverts, let's sit back and enjoy this commercial message. The Peter Fleming action figure is a chatty friend for all the family. Now you too can play with your own children's TV pioneer at home with three lovable specially recorded catchphrases. Have you seen my programs? Could you at least offer me some food? Oh well, thanks all the same. Sit back and enjoy one countless conversation with your little guest. Yours for just £5 times £20. Action figure not included. Send your order to receive a cassette tape with phrases recorded and a scrap of tweet to dress your own action man or Barbie. Order now. Now it's time for this week's Big Interview. The Big Interview. And now it's time to delve into... Peter's Private Collection. Well, I have three marvellous bits of memorabilia to show you today. First of all, while Bubble Bath is fresh in our minds, it seems appropriate to tell you I'm currently holding in my hands my very own Gentleman's Foamer. It's a rubber straw specially designed for blowing big bubbles with your gentleman's foam. It's about 12 inches long, 3 inches in diameter, and was available in two colours. Uh, I've got a blue one because the pink one absolutely flew off the shelves. Sold more than the bubble bath, actually. I just wondered why. Back at the BBC, of course, I still carried on coming up with programmes that might make a few extra pennies. Uh, some of you may remember The Never-Ending Game in 1971, and I've still got here the board game we brought out that was loosely based on it. 100 squares, each marked number one. Impossible to progress and therefore lose, so everyone's a winner. Uh, apart from us, of course, it's uh, so terribly... A couple of years before that, uh, my series Larry the Lorry had done very well, so we brought out this little wooden one. It fits in your hand. It's completely hollow, and the bottom you can take off. And once you've done that, you pop your hamster in, uh, let's say, uh, close it up again. It's got four little holes for the paws, and watch Larry drive himself about like in the programme. <laughs> now, the, the trouble was, it was quite hard to get the bottom off to put the hamster in in the first place. Oh. Or to get it out once you were done, it seems. That's where I ended up. 
actually called bones. God. Well, I think there's just time now to read some of your own correspondence. In Messages from Beyond. Well, I'm afraid I didn't receive many letters last week before the postbox I was in was emptied and I was driven along to the sorting office in a sack. Uh, lost my bearings a bit and couldn't find my way back to check for any more. Uh, but I've got two letters at least, and I'm very grateful. Uh, along with a bundle of bills, a uh, court summons, a uh, couple of birthday cards. Uh, I'll, I'll repost those. Uh, for now, though, uh, Martin in Lincoln writes, Could I order a film can detector, please? Oh, well, how delightful. Uh, unfortunately, there was a bit of trouble at the sorting office uh, when I tore my way out of the post sack. Uh, didn't know I was there, so he caused a bit of commotion. I had to make a dash. Uh, so the uh, detectors are all uh, lost in the post, as it were. Uh, I could send you an action figure if you like, but... Uh, ah, actually, he hasn't included a check. Uh, uh, never mind. Uh, and lastly, Gemma in Chichester has got in touch again. Uh, she writes, I have the first four episodes of From the Archives, with, into, into the Archives with Peter Fleming, uh, on tape now. Do you still not need those? Uh, well, uh, not just now, Gemma, no, but if you'd uh, like to keep them, then uh, then I'll know where to find them if they do go missing. Uh, but, but they won't. And if you know where any of my programmes might be, or if you've got a snippet of the televisionaries you'd like to swap for a foamer or, or some hamster bones or, or something, uh, then do get in touch at the following address. Peter Fleming, The Shed in the Back Garden, the house with the family in it, uh, with a red car, uh, parents in their early forties, uh, two children, uh, brown hair, boys about uh, nine, wears nice jumpers, uh, the girl's about seven and she's, uh, and she's skipping at the moment. Manchester, M. Um, well, I look forward to hearing from you. Messages from Beyond. That's about all we've got time for on Into the Archives this week, but join us again next time for the last in the current series, when I'll be discussing the launch of Captain Peculiar's Sinking Ships and the incident at a publicity event in which I single-handedly sunk a real one. Until then, my friends, keep up the search, keep in touch, and stay tuned. Into the Archives was presented by Peter Fleming. His archivist and producer of the programme is Tom Burgess. Music and sound were found in a skip in Made Avail by Peter Fleming and remastered by Tom Burgess. The Salty Sailors and Gentlemen's Foam Commercials were written, produced and directed by Peter Fleming, with extra foam provided by Lambeth YMCA. The clips were used with the kind permission of Peter Davison and remastered by Tom Burgess. Special thanks to Gareth Burgess and special apologies to Matey. The Daleks were created by Terry Nation. This programme was a Peter Fleming production for money. And that's where you'll come in.